Welcome back to the Grad Life podcast. Uh, Kate here, and I am delighted to be joined by Andrew Lynch, CEO and founder of Mason Alexander, a business that he started nine years ago now. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the, with the company, uh, we'll be getting into the full backstory in this episode, I hope. Uh, but Andrew's also the founder of Leaders in Tech, uh, an, interested, which is, uh, an, an in- initiative which is on my radar and one I'm very intrigued uh, to learn more about. And again, the backstory on that. So, um, Andrew, welcome. I know you recently moved over to L.A. and it's a miserable weather here in Ireland, but paint a picture for us, for listeners of where you're tuning in from. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having me on, Kate. I am tuning in from uh, WeWork in Santa Monica in LA. Um, and um, it's actually, it's, and it's, uh, I'm going to uh, rub this in, but it's, it's 20 degrees here this week. Um, I'm 30 last week, so it feels a lot colder. But um, people walk around in jackets and beanie hats. I'm like, God, if they only knew. So, uh, but no, life's good over here. Yeah, moved, moved out a few months ago. Um, uh, we've just incorporated here and we're building out a, an operation. We work with a lot of tech companies, a lot of US firms, actually. We support a lot of them um, scaling into Europe and doing it through the bits and pieces, which I'm sure we'll probably get into. So um, look, after two years of not being able to come over, um, I used to travel here a lot. It was like, look, it makes sense to come and uh, catch up with some of our clients uh, and also meet some new ones and also maybe, uh, yeah, change the scenery. So I'm over here yeah. for, I've been here a few months and um, yeah, how long I'll be here, I'm not sure, but... I keep meeting Irish people who say they came for like a couple of months and they're here like 20 years later. But um, I, yeah, I, I don't think that one of those. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but we'll see. But so, look, enjoying it and just taking it, you know, by every day as it comes. Yeah. So you mentioned there, um, you know, the, your move over to the US. And I definitely want to kick this off by zoning in on Mason Alexander. Um, you know, you're obviously operating in a space that's, you know, so crucial to business, business particularly those ones like want to be able to fight in that war on talent as as people call it but um i'm interested in you know what the genesis of the company was you know why did you start talk to us about that kind of um you know nine years ago um starting the company and it's a, a broad question but just you know how it's evolved over that time and kind of relative to what's going on in the in the ecosystem it was just particularly interesting if you'd start on that yeah, yeah. And um, like being honest with you, and look, nine years ago, it, like it's gone so quick, but also feels like a lifetime ago. And there's like a gazillion things that happen, and that I, I probably can't. I'm always trying to, I, I'll be like walking down the road, and I'm like, oh, God, I remember that happened, I need to write that down. Like, that's an interesting story or a, a cautionary tale to share with people. Um, I started the business because I just wanted to start my own company. I didn't, have, I, I didn't go to college. I didn't have a degree. It was like really tough for me to get a like a, a, a proper job, and um, which was ultimately a blessing in disguise. Um, I wanted to start my own business. I tried a few different things, like I'd set up a women's fashion, um, uh, like a sh- not show, but like a place where people, uh, females could come buy and sell clothes. I'd, I'd had onto a business. I'd done all these different things that all failed miserably, and. Um, I got into recruitment just because I was um, someone, I was looking to become a sports agent and then I, I looked into it, didn't want to do that. Someone said, have you ever thought about recruitment? It's kind of similar. Uh, you're dealing with people, um, but you're dealing with like, you know, lawyers or software engineers or whatever it might be and not, you know, stock players, rugby players. And um, I was like, that's interesting. I have a few friends in that space and something I'm interested in. So anyway, started the business and um I didn't really have much of a plan and uh, I mean again going back I wish I'd uh, I wish I did have more of a plan because uh, you know because there's lots of things I could have done better but that's all part of the learning curve um, but look really it was just, I started the business um, and look you know made a few few relationships with some companies and it was about just 
trying to you know give anyone I dealt with a good experience and um and go from there and uh yeah uh, that was kind of nine years on where um yeah the business has evolved uh you know immensely recruitment is still a big part of what we do um but we've two other arms of the business as well um one's called project solutions which is our rpo arm so um that's where a company will outsource their talent or some or all of their talent acquisition to us their talent acquisition strategy so like as an example, um, it could be a U.S. company that's selling off in Ireland. Um, let's take um, Strava, for instance, the the, um, the fitness app. So uh, they would have set up in Ireland uh, about a year and a half ago. So we would have had supported them around there, you know, like mapping the market. They're sort of you know building their EVP, you know, their marketing strategy, building pipeline of talent, um, screening, and and like really being an extension of their talent talent acquisition on in Ireland and helping them scale their operation there. Or we would do it with an Irish company who is, um, you know, going through a huge amount of growth um, and needs, um, you know, bandwidth to, um, you know, um, su support the scale that they're going through. And, um, you know, our, our, our model also gives them that flexibility to scale up and scale down. And then the third piece, not to bore you too much, is we have a, a, a software development arm um, called ME Enable, um, and that's where we uh, deliver teams of software developers into companies um, and we do that uh, they're based in, in Europe and the Far East um, and we'd work with companies again across Europe um, a lot in the US and um, where they need um, access to software developers is a very topical thing at the moment um, and we have these people we deploy into companies for, for, for a period of time. I'm really interested just on that piece here you're talking about these companies scaling and you know obviously needing to get great people in the door in order to you know break into a new market etc do you feel like um there's a shifting kind of dynamic between employers and employees you know employees being in such high demand employers needing to really make sure they actually you know market the job in the right way so they're attracting the right people and giving them the right benefits etc i'm just interested on your take you know you're in such a unique position seeing how all of these different companies operate and what they need to do to get the right people in yeah, I look. It's like super question, and um, like just one thing I have to say, like I like I enjoy what I do now more than I've ever done for two reasons. One, because um, like there's a lot of opportunity, and we're, we're scaling ourselves. I mean, we just set up in the US, and there's uh, 101 other things going on, um, which is super exciting. But I, like to your point, like I do get to like meet some really amazing companies and people, and and listen to the the challenges that they have, and like talents just. Um, it's it's nearly just cliched at the moment that like companies need talent, need access to more talent, um, and like what's the answer? And like I, I don't have that answer, right? Like no one does. Everyone has like their own ideas or thoughts on it. Um, and like, there is just a number of things. I mean, obviously companies have to you know have to have a really strong you know presence online, um, a strong EVP. Um, they need to have uh, look a big thing now obviously around flexibility and you know remote working and, and all those good things benefits um and again if you don't have that it's going to be even harder you know if you're telling everyone needs you back in the office and you're not going to treat them well like you know it's 2022 you know you're going to if you're finding it tough to get people you're going to make it nearly impossible for yourself right um yeah. i mean the other thing i'd say to to your point is i think yeah definitely you want to be looking at you know talent remotely um and give people the flexibility and i don't care whatever industry you're like whatever your profession is whether it's you know you're a software developer you're a lawyer accountant salesperson i, I genuinely believe that you can be based anywhere and, and still be you know i think more productive than if you were stuck in an office you know five days a week um 
uh, and I've seen that within our own business with digital first and with people working you know all over all over the place and and uh, you know our product productivity in the last two years has just has, has, has gone has gone through the roof um, and, and lots of other things that we've done um, to to give people a you know better work life balance but um the, the one thing I would say to you is like like there is a massive talent shortage globally or, or, or I should say it is really challenging for companies to attract talent at the moment and um, especially in certain pockets like I'll come back to you know um, software development technology product managers like these these are really hard skills to come by sales like inside sales um you know bdr sales managers again really really competitive space especially in europe like u.s companies they raise money and the first thing one do is go to europe to sell into europe it's a big market there's massive demands for for, for, for this types of talent and um, the one thing um my take on it is is that like it's not there's enough there isn't enough people in the world like because there, there are enough people in the world you know to do these jobs it's there's not enough people that we've that have been, you know, developed and nurtured, you know, over time. So, you know, you might take a, you know, a location like somewhere in the Far East, for instance, where, you know, they've got these amazing technical colleges, um, and some of the brightest people come out, and then they end up working in like, um, you know, some big consulting firm that's like, you know, involved in some, you know, I don't know, tech stack with a bank, you know, and and years and. They're not really developing their professional skills, their personal, personal sort of the softer skills, and then you get this like you know, really cool, high growth, cutting edge, you know, fintech company or technology company that comes along and says, well, we can't hire these people because they don't have the right skills that we need. So, like a big thing for us is around like, and not just us, but again, when we're talking to people, it's like, how do you develop talent, you know, earlier, quicker, better, um, that's gonna, you know, ultimately, you know build a bigger pool and a bigger community of people that for companies to tap into. And then it's win-win companies access the talent they need. And, you know, people get to work with, with companies where they can learn and develop and scale and, and, and then have amazing careers and join different companies and, and move countries and, and have lots of opportunities. So um, for me, that is the answer, but that's not a quick fix, but that's what uh, I think uh, we, we all need to be focused on. It's certainly something uh, that I am and, and everyone at Make Sounds on this. Yeah, that's really interesting. I kind of have two things that come out of that that I want to ask you about. The first one being, um, how do you find those people? You know, you want to find the the people who haven't necessarily done the quote unquote, you know, right degree and aren't filtering straight out into another, um, you know, into into the system per se. Um, and I'm also just interested in tying that in with your own, you know, your own experience. You know, you you said you went from school and started building companies yourself, which I must, you know, must have felt a bit like going against the grain at the time. Um, so just interested in, you know, tying those two things together. If you were looking at the perspective of a, a student who's coming out, maybe not doing the right degree or not doing a degree at all, um, you know, should they be thinking optimistically about, you know, people, you know, companies like Mason Alexander who are specifically looking for people with different niche skills and how from your side do you find those people? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, uh, yeah, like good, good questions. I think uh, for the people that come out and don't do a degree or do the wrong degree or end up doing, you know, working in a job that they realize two years, two years later they don't want to be on or five years later or 10 years later. I mean, like the great thing is like things have just evolved so much over the last few years. Like I, um, so I finished school in 2004, which obviously is uh, a long time ago now, but, um, you know, back then, like, 
there's so many jobs I couldn't apply for, like even if I wanted to, because like you needed to have a degree. And like that, that's involved so much. It's one of the good, great things we've done with Leaders of Tech, which community we founded three years ago, is around how do we get more people into the technology sector in Ireland? How do we develop them and nurture them? And, you know, there is this kind of um, uh, stereotype that, you know, you need to do a computer science degree or an engineering degree. You need to be like, you know, spend your childhood gaming to get a job in Google. Like that's not the case anymore. Um, you know, you can actually, again, you don't even need a degree. You can actually go off and do courses and do evening things. And um, there's so many, um, so many things that are disposed on that you can learn and companies are so open to taking people with different backgrounds, different qualifications, different skill sets. So that's so that's that's really, really promising and that's great. And Ireland's doing really well at that. And that, that, that new immersive course in, in, in UL and so, so many great things happening, but it needs to happen on a global stage um, to like solve this talent shortage, which is which is rife again globally, but like I'm in the States at the moment. It's it's really, really bad. It keeps on with this great resignation. Like every single company I talk to, talent is the number one challenge they have from big, big companies right down to, to kind of startup, um, startup uh, series A, series B companies. Um, around myself, if I get right, what was your question with my, yeah, obviously I, I didn't go to college. Um, and I think, look, if, if you want something badly enough, you can get it, you know, and again, there's so much with access to so much, um, you know, so much opportunity to learn like online to meet people to connect with people to get advice to get mentorship that would be my big advice is that like you know do try and surround yourself with people who are you know who are more experienced who are smarter than you have different ideas or different perspectives because you'll learn a huge amount from them um and it's and it's never too late like genuinely even if you're you know 50 years of age and you've been working in a you know same career for 30 years it's never too late and it's one great thing that I've learned here is that like people literally will like, you know, I, I put up a, I do a weekly video here and, and I met a guy in, in WeWork who started life as life out as a doctor, then became a lawyer. And now he's, now he's an actor, you know, or trying to be an actor, um, which is obviously a lot of people come to LA for, but um, you know, it is, it's never too late. And um, you need to believe that and back yourself on that. And um, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy to transition, but it's absolutely possible. And um you just got to, if you want something, got to work really hard and, and, and go fresh. And uh, yeah, I hope they, they answer your questions. Yeah, really interesting. And it kind of leads me on to another area that I wanted to pick your brains on. Um, so you obviously started out the company, presumably, you know, yourself, co-founders, early employees, et cetera. And that's, obvi- that's, you know, that's one set of skills, the kind of starting a business piece. And now you've scaled to, you know, is it like 100 employees maybe? Is that, is that the kind of scale you, you're at? Yeah, well, permanent employees, we've got 40, but contractors, we've over 100, yeah. So, I mean, like, you're, you're, you're kind of, the whole, like, leadership style is presumably quite different, you know, what your role is as a startup versus a scaling company. Just interested in, you know, how different you see those roles being and whether that was quite a big, like, adjustment process for you or if it's kind of felt like a natural progression and it feels like you really are still running that same company that you started nine, nine years ago. <laughs> Um, you probably have to ask the people I work with on that. Um, <laughs> I think you, um, yeah, look, I, like, you know, the role, like, I mean, it, 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 it evolves. And so when you think back, it evolves a lot. Um, you know, I probably, at the time, you're not thinking about it too much because you're just running at 100 miles an hour, right? Um, but your role does evolve. I think one of the, like, the really important things that I, you know, I figured out actually, uh, you know, early enough, um, 
you've got to understand what you're good at, what you're not good at, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. And then, and then again, it's cliche, but then just surround yourself with people that are like really good at doing the things that you're not good at doing or that you don't want to do. So for instance, like I'm, te- I'm the worst manager in the whole world. Like there was like an award for it. I'd win it. Terrible manager. I'm not good on small detail. I'm, I'm not a good operator. They're not my skill sets. Like I'm somebody who wants to like, you know, I, I like to think about like big picture. I like to be creative. I like to be from the front. I like to inspire. Um, and the things that I think I'm, well, certainly things that I enjoy, whether I'm good or not, I, I'm not sure. But um, so then, so then you've got to have people around you that are, are good at those things, like numbers. I'm terrible with numbers, right? I used to run off payroll, which is absolutely terrifying when I think back about it. Um, but I'm like dyslexic with numbers, so like, you need to have like really good finance people around you, or you know, really good finance person that can support you and help you. And um, so, yeah, there's so many things that evolve, but they, they just sort of happen naturally, you know. And I think, I think one thing you have to be good at, like no matter what your skill set is in terms of like if, if you start a business or if you're if you're you know in a business and you're you know running teams, um, you, you need to be good at attracting people, um, and especially attracting people that are not like you. And that that could be sometimes challenging because, um, and I know myself, like you know the people that work amazing and the people around me like you know are very, are very very different um but we get on really well that's important but you've got to get on well they've got to be as you know as passionate about what you're doing as you are otherwise it doesn't work um so you've got to be really good at like selling the opportunity and getting people to come in on on the journey so whether you're running your own business or running a, a you know a part of a business or you know team within a business um and yeah i think that's if that's if that's not something that comes naturally, you need to, you need to get you need to get better at. It. But then you just get that from meeting people, learning from 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 others, and um, you know it's important to have mentors. Like I I used to think, oh, like having a mentor was like meaning that you didn't know what you were doing. And like now I have like honestly like twenty mentors that they probably don't even know they're my mentors, but I like literally <laughs> ring them up and just get advice from them, you know, and like promise them a beer like when lockdowns are, you know, just you do things like that where you're like just trying to like eke out like I'm I'm like anyone I meet I'm trying to absorb information from them you know and mm. like 95% of it might be irrelevant or crap but you know there's some gems in there so um yeah and, and also it's really like yeah like I, was, I was in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago and I was having dinner with a with a guy who uh just like really really done has been super successful and um you know I don't you know like we met for dinner and he thought there was a want like there was an ask that I was going to say hey plug me in here and plug me in there and do this and can you do that and he would have done but actually that would be a waste of like waste of a dinner like all I wanted to do was like ask him about like you know he works with one of the biggest companies in the world now and um uh you know like how they got there and you know what the challenges and like what can I learn from him even though we're in completely different industries but what can I learn from him that might be relevant to what I'm trying to do and like that's just way more valuable for me than like saying, Hey, can you plug me into your company or this company? Like that's, you know, that's not, that's a, that's a, that's a, a small win. Whereas what I learned from him is like, could like, like transform some of the things that I'm trying to do. Yeah. That's that really interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's like, um, it's a, it's a less, um, not aggressive is the wrong word, but it's a less like, forward way of networking it's really actually about nurturing relationships as opposed to like the kind of aggressive asking of things of people is what i'm yeah. that. and hopefully yeah, and this, this this conversation is kind of like you know someone listening is actually getting to indirectly pick your brain so hopefully 
hopefully someone indirectly will feel like they've had dinner with you <laughs> yeah 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 no and like that's the thing i mean i like i definitely i like i'm not preaching to anyone and i like this is good, like i definitely am not someone that you should be going for dinner with uh because i have all the answers but like you know what i do have and i you know i was on nine year anniversary last month is that like when i do think back about it like i just do have so many like things that i've learned like so many cautionary tales um even like even as an entrepreneur if there's people out there or listening that want to become an entrepreneur like this is like loads of small things like and i do diaries i do put them out there on the on the on like on my social channels and stuff um because i do think if it helps one person then great um but like loads of small things like you um you know uh like, like running a business so just being in business is hard like it's not it's not easy there's always challenges but like running a business is running your company is is, is really challenging it's so personally and like every small thing that happens is like a huge thing and it's like um and you've you've got to get good at like being able to do that and getting over that and, and again again thinking of the look in the bigger picture helps with those kind of like those small things that happens are just like you know bumps in the road and they don't bother you as much but um like one of the things I had to learn, and it took me a number of years, unfortunately, but like we had this tendency to blame other people when bad, when when things go wrong or when things don't happen that you want to happen. And um, even though I preached that, I would say, no, I'm not like that. And I would always like take responsibility for everything. Like I definitely didn't. If like I said something went wrong, uh, or if someone left the organization i didn't want to leave it would be like oh that's their fault or them you know and, and never mm-hmm. taking accountability or responsibility and i do, don't even mean from my like a, a from a public perspective or or even to the person or to the people or whoever more for yourself because like if you can actually just take responsibility for it and not blame others like one it, you just feel so much better so you don't have that like you don't have that like you know resentment towards them which is just not ever a good a good thing uh, state to be in um but secondly you you actually learn a lot more and you develop yourself a lot more and you can you sit back and say well why did that go wrong what i could have done better and when you do that like it actually uncovers all these like new things that you never thought actually were possible or existed and it took me a number of years to learn that but that for me was like a bit a real watershed moment and, and probably only in the last three or four years that i've got much better at it. So when something happens now i just and it's not to like kick myself or blame myself and say oh god i'm tired it's more about okay why did that happen why did it go wrong like forget about what anyone else did let's try and get to the root cause of it and, and if you can well then you can make changes and improve do you know mm. yeah do you, so those kind of lessons that you're speaking about there do you feel like those were things that you could have learned at the time when you were starting out i'm just curious as to your take on what the ecosystem was like at that time you spoke about mentoring you're kind of speaking about you know needing to hear other people's experiences um obviously you know in the irish ecosystem we're seeing a lot more entrepreneurial activity a lot of more hubs people sharing information etc just interested as to whether you had those kind of mentors at that time of your life and when you were starting at the business and how you think it's changed now if you think it has yeah, I no, I don't. I actually, I, I didn't. I probably had one or two people, but I didn't. But that was more my own ignorance, where I was like, you know, I'm, I know it all. I was 25, and I was like, I know it all, and I'm gonna just take over the world, and no one's gonna tell me what I know. And like, it's actually bloody terrifying thinking back about my like, <laughs> my. I, I suppose you probably need a bit of that to like take action and start a business. But um, but yeah, I was like blindly confident about my own abilities, and um, yeah, like thankfully after a couple of years, realised uh, yeah, I, I definitely don't know it all, and 
there's a lot of people who can give me support. And the funny thing is, like, I'm even, uh, I, I, back then, definitely, but I would say even more so now, like, people want to help out. People want to help you, like, in the majority, um, certainly anyone I've ever met or, or spoken to. Like, people are, people are happy to give you time and, and um you know, if they can give you some advice or, or share some wisdom, they'll do that. And um, it's about paying it forward. You know, like people talk about Silicon Valley, you know, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, like Silicon Valley is like, it's, it's not a place. It's just a, it's a, like a, it's an existence. It's like, it's like a, it's like a theme. It's like, a, like you know, people go there. There's, there's, you know, there's lots of capital. There's lots of smart people. There's lots of people with like great ideas. And it's all kind of surrounded in this like, um, you know, environment of like people paying it forward, helping each other out, you know, put, putting the ladder down, you know, all those things. Um, and if you have an environment like that, well, then everyone could be successful, you know? And I think that's really important. I think that's why the Irish tech ecosystem and startup team has been so strong in the last few years. You know, you look at the likes of Dogpatch Labs and um, you know, a number of others, um, Republic of Work in Cork, um, the, uh, you know, like you know you just see all these like and i come up with my timeline or i see on social media like the people that go and give talks and mentor and it's some of these people have been so successful and they're going and helping out you know people starting out a new journey so um yeah i look I, it was always there but i think definitely in the last years especially now that's been accelerated and, and i said by and large most people are happy to help and, and i and i hope um and certainly um me for me anyway like I love seeing other people doing well, like I do. I, I love seeing other companies doing well. Um, I think it's a great thing. Um, and, you know, the more, especially now, the more companies that can be successful, the, the better for everybody, you know? And uh, mm -hmm. um, I think having, uh, and again, I, I think if you do harbor these like thoughts of like, you don't like seeing other people doing well or you resent other people doing well, it's just not going to do you any good. Like it's just going to mentally like, just yeah uh, I don't know uh, annoy you and it's just not a good a good place to be so I think um yeah being happy for others and supporting others and and and, and if you can actually impact others doing well um that's a great you know great feeling but also can help you and your organization as well mm, this leads us really nicely on to um talking about leaders of tech um interested you know as to what gap you saw um, when you when you started it, and you know how you're going about kind of plugging that gap. Yeah, look, it was really just we wanted to create a community where people could come and sort of like not feel safe. That's the wrong word, but have a place where they could come and like it wasn't. So it's not a commercial entity. Like we don't, you know, we've no sponsors. Or we don't raise money, or no one pays to be a member or anything like that. Um, we just wanted it to be a place where people come and just be really open and 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 share ideas and and connect um and you know with, from that could we do some do some work that's impactful and um you know it started slowly and and still it's i it's in its it's in its, it's in its infancy um it takes a huge amount of work to do things and like we did quite a lot of good stuff last year which i was really proud of but like you know it's very very time consuming but um you know Again, from a, there's been some great things. We ran a few mentorship uh, initiatives last year. We had some um, we had some really good speakers um, from you know like 
uh, David Singleton, CTO of Stripe. To, uh, we had a, a, a female panel of speakers back in March, we, in really promoting gender diversity within technology, uh, inclusion. Um, how do we create more you know, uh, jobs in Ireland? So how do we make Ireland more of an attractive place to be? Like there's lots of things we do. How do we attract more people to Ireland? So we've been running uh, run a couple of series around Ireland as the Silicon Valley of Europe. Um, so really it's, it's there to um, have a community of people that you know are passionate about Ireland, passionate about the tech community in Ireland. And you know, if you bring these people together, you know, some interesting things happen. And um, that was the whole you know, genesis behind it. And um, yeah, it's been it's been it's been great so far. And yeah, obviously bigger and better things have come for sure. Great. And where should, I mean, what's the best way to kind of follow what's going on with Leaders of Tech? Is it um, yeah. LinkedIn? Is it, where where should people go? Yeah, leaders, leaders of www.leadersoftech.org. Um, and then also there's a, uh, there's a LinkedIn page and there's a uh, Twitter page as well, which I don't have any uh, control <laughs> over. So uh, I'm not okay. sure what's going on, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the okay, your website's no. a good place to go on and you can sign up as well. There's a, like, newsletters another thing um i need to ask you about is the i i've just heard this that your story about your connection with richard branson and i i thought i need to have some more of the backstory there i couldn't possibly let this go by um yeah well i, I think connection is probably a bit strong term a strong term to use but uh met him once um met him a couple of months. uh the yeah i got he does a tennis tournament in necker island um every year and I got invited over by a friend which was great so I was there for five days and uh super cool like got staying in his house like right. there was all these ten tennis pros there um all these tennis pros and it was a, as a tournament so it's one amateur one pro and you do this round robin and then at the end of the few days it's like a final and big uh a big uh, uh, like celebration and whatnot but um a couple of things like one i went over i hadn't played tennis in about 12 years or 15 years of that like and i went over and <laughs> i was like first day just like so embarrassingly bad and i uh, pinged a friend of mine at home saying jesus tennis stuff like i'm just i used to be okay and i, I just can't hit the ball and he was like did you practice before you went out and i was like no and he's like who goes out to a tennis tournament and doesn't do any sort of practice? And I was like, that's a good Richard point. Branson's Island, not just any tennis tournament. Yeah, so that was it. That, so the tennis was highly embarrassing. Um, but one thing actually I did, like, I was lucky to spend a bit of time with him, like just you know, chatting to him. He really kind of, you know, he, again, I think he does these things uh, to meet people and get ideas and inspiration. And so like, he's always around and you get to talk to him. But um, I actually asked myself, oh, look, what's the one kind of, uh, again what's one key thing that you would say is like helped you in business or helped you through your career and he was like he's like there's there's actually greatness in everybody if you look hard enough you'll find it and he's like that's always the approach i take when i meet people and i thought it was a really good um you know really good way to to think about things and look at things so uh, uh that's one thing i learned from me okay like that but and i haven't i haven't met him i haven't met him since so that <laughs> yeah, i'm invited back that's probably down to your yeah. tennis so that's let's be real. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, in that vein, um, what is that kind of piece of advice that you would give to yourself if you were, you know, back at the before your entrepreneurial journey, um, or or making a that kind of big leap of faith as to what you were going to do next? Is there any kind of thing that sticks out to you as something that you would tell your former self at that stage? Um, I think like this. Yeah, there's loads of things I've like myself. A whole book that you would yeah. write for yourself. <laughs> yeah, there'd be there'd be a whole host of things. Um, you know, I think probably 
and uh, and this is obviously very topical at the moment, but I'd actually say like surround yourself with as many people with different backgrounds, um, you know, different experiences, uh, a different outlook on life than you do, um, genuinely. Um, and you know, look, I, you know, I'm went to you know boarding school, you know, brought up in Kildare and then Dublin, and you know this group of friends also my really close friends who are great people um which is fantastic but um you know probably not surrounded by a, a diverse group for a, 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 a diversity of thought um and it's only probably when i started to like travel more because of work and things that i was start meeting different people from different walks of life and um so i would um and now that's really important to me is to have people that like you know aren't the same as me, you know, do have different opinions and, and challenge me um, um, or just have a, just a different, you know, it's a different you know, views on whatever politics, business life. And, um, you know, that's really interesting. One thing I love about LA actually is in our city, I, like I got to San Francisco quite a bit. Um, you know, San Francisco is, is a tech hub and it's all, you know, people talk tech, tech, tech all the time, which is great. But actually when you come down here, you'll end up meeting people that are doing all sorts of weird and wonderful things and actually i get a lot of inspiration from that and it might be completely different to like my industry and what i'm doing they might say something to you or tell you about a challenge or a struggle or something they've done how they approach you and say god that's really interesting and like i can actually take some of that and incorporate it into like what i'm doing so i think having like as much as you can having a diverse group of people around you meeting new people um will give you as give you inspiration give you new ideas and um and and i don't just mean in the business sense but also mean in life as well and uh you know it's like you know both have to be working well in conjunction with each other or 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 you know the wheels come off so um yeah that's probably my really like main, that main that's a great that's, really good. that's a great piece of advice and a, a great way to to wrap this up um but thank you so much for, for for tuning in, as I say, from from LA and uh, sharing all of your wisdom uh, and your story with with us all. So uh, thanks a million. No problem.